This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There you are, traveler. Come inside, hang up your coat, put your feet by the fire, and I shall bring you what you so desperately seek. Rude tales of magic. Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic. Having defeated the virtuous bandits by their own logic, our heroes venture onward through the regal and clean James Woods on their journey back to Polaris University. The air here is crisp and clean, the trees enormous and sky-touching, their girth noteworthy. Your path stretches forward and even occasionally cuts directly through massive trees which tower overhead. You pass an enormous skeleton laying in a crater of humanoid shape. Thousands of feet above in the crisp sky, a pillowy cloud sits stationary with an open trap door of cloud stuff. A fancy gilded sign with disproportionately large first letters back on the ground reads, Here be the crater of Giant Fell. It's been eh, a few days now since your encounter with the virtuous bandits. A few days full of passion and betrayal in these woods of sword, sorcery, and enchantment. I would be... And um, Frederick is now four feet tall. He's lost bones along the way. And he is, is being, he's covered in more and more of what is definitely um, a, a rubbery goblin green skin. But he has managed to cover himself up a little bit with uh, some clothing of a wizard that he found that was trapped in a giant spider web. And he robbed of his um, robe, his beautiful blue sparkling robe of stars and moons and a big pointy hat that makes him a total of about six feet. So uh, this character uh, ambles itself up to Albie and he says, you know, Albie, I grew up in an area like this one with many of the sort of uh, uh, more conservative, uh, the old ways of things, you know, great magics and so on. And I believe, though you've been very polite about it, you might be able to find some sort of high temple of a a good god. You know, these gods of just good and light. These temples, that will just... They'll put flesh on your arm for ten gold or so. It's what they do for the community. Really? Oh, yes. I can see that you're not as accustomed to the bones as one such as I. And why not? Well, my bones can't... You know, they don't... I, they, I can't just move them magically. They just... Now it, this hand just doesn't move, and she kind of brandishes a now leather-gloved hand uh, that is um, immobile from the elbow down. Did she wear a leather glove? What else, though? Has, has Albie picked up any other uh, accoutrement these past few days? I'm so glad you asked. She has those um, those medieval, like, puffy shorts. You know sure. what I'm talking about? That have like <laughs> yes. the metallic fabric, and then they have the little, the little like velvet slits, like insets in yeah. there. The Shakespeare shorts. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. got the Shakespeare shorts. She has a little <laughs> velvet bodice um, with like a little um, with uh, like poofy linen 
sleeves and Cordelia has helped her out with a smart little haircut so she doesn't have to worry about um, braiding her hair anymore. Oh my, are you telling me? She's had a makeover. She's had a makeover. Albie has had a medieval makeover. Does she have a page boy haircut? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, great. Yeah, she's got like the like Mick Jagger and 63, like <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yes. So Albie, uh, Albie now looks like, um, yeah, like a little squire. Um, traveling the countryside. The blue dog trotting alongside Albie looks up at her and says, yeah, there are actually like way more powerful clerics and healers out here than just little old me. And that dog transforms into the shape of a man, a blue man, a tiefling. Bello, of course, you've been listening to this podcast for 50 some odd episodes. You know who we're talking about. If you don't, go back. (laughs) If you don't, go back. Don't start here. But he's had also a bit of an outfit change. He's somewhere in these woods found a sort of green sleeveless tunic with a deep V. He's got on um, fairly short shorts, but also green tights he's wearing. <laughs> and, and and very short, like ankle length brown boots. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, he's also he's also got um, a, a jaunty little green cap with a with a blue feather in it. Wow! And he looks at Albie and says, "Yeah, that's actually like not impossible. We could totally find someone that could do it. I, th- I was a more experienced healing druid. Maybe I could, but I did go down that vacation path for a while. I guess I'm a little nervous about trusting any gods." right now. That's all I'm saying. And Cordelia walks up scratching her palms um, and she has a she has the exact same jean vest and short look on except that they're the exact same cut and shape and they're made of like a brown leather like a tan leather. Mm-hmm. And she has a baby blanket <laughs> she has like a really old timey baby blanket over her shoulder that she had used when she'd run distraction by entering Junior into a beautiful baby contest so that the others can... <laughs> it's been quite a two days. And, uh, you know, could uh, steal a, a, like a like a, a beautiful feast. Mm-hmm. Right, and as you as you recall, the judge, the final judge, the masked judge, yeah. uh, at the last moment revealed, took the mask off to reveal that they themselves were For a cat, cat person, which, which is why Junior won first place. <laughs> Extremely lucky, um, and so she, they had been thumbs downing all of the human and elf babies. She also has like a big cup trophy that she's holding, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, she discovered that she was allergic to shrimp uh, from the feast. Oh. So she also has sort of puffy eyes and itchy hands. But but don't worry, it didn't reach her throat or lungs. <laughs> Thank God for small miracles. But Abby, we don't have to go directly to a god. I mean, we can hire some wizards, and I've got plenty of extra bonus points if you want to pay them. Stirfry's at the caboose of this whole group. He is dressed uh, in a friar's brown uh, <laughs> sack. Yeah, yeah. He's still recovering from the flames of his uh, that burnt off his all of his feathers, but you know, kind of like a baby bird, he's got little patches of what look like sort of black fur patching his head, his face, and uh, his entire body. Luckily, he's being covered by the the sack. Though behind him, he is pulling, like airport luggage, a giant treasure chest that he had gotten when he broke apart from the group for a little bit. Uh, and and uh, it was his reward for being a hired crossbow for a recently ousted noble family who was trying to get revenge on the court. Right, right, right. And uh, if anyone wants to peek inside that treasure chest, you'll see a parchment that says, Peace on Earth. 
And that's all it says. <laughs> wow. Most valuable treasure of all. There was a, a lesson in that chest. <laughs> yeah, Helby, I mean, and some of these healers, you know, they're not like you're not like your scammy gods like Danny ended up being. These are some of like these are like brand name gods, you know? It's I But if it's up to you. Whatever it's your hand, you know? Look, I obviously miss I obviously miss my hand. Um Yeah. I just think we're on our way to hell to die. <laughs> and I don't know if I need to distract us from that mission so I can have a hand for a few days, you know? I don't know. And from above you in the trees, you hear a rustling as Flip Cup sticks his head up out of the trees and says, And I got chain mail! <laughs> yeah, hey! not, not as quiet a flyer anymore. <laughs> no, and I, I was never one for stealth to begin with. Each chain amplifies me many times over. Well, you look great. It's why it's why you were it's why you were caught by that troll. Thank you. <laughs> we know Flip Cup. All right, back into the tree. He's such a guardian angel, you know, just watching over us. Yeah, jingling behind yeah, us. Mm-hmm. Hey, Cordelia, actually, that uh, could you make a perception roll for me? I would love to. Thank you for asking. Eighteen. Okay. Cordelia, just out while you're talking to Albie, just out of the corner of your eyes, way off in the, the these thick, large woods with these enormous thick trees, passing in between two of these trees, you for just half of a second out of the corner of your eyes, uh, you see a, a large, tall figure which just sort of ambles uh, slowly with a, an unnatural but familiar gait. It looks over to you. <gasps> and as soon as you turn your eyes over to, to see what was going on, it's completely gone. She shakes her head and she says, that's impossible. What happened? That arm thing is impossible? What? Sorry? Getting a new hand is impossible? Oh, no, wait. I just wanted to say, and I know it's not as big of a deal as yours, but I also, I burned my hand and that is a big deal. (laughs) Albie looks wildly at Cordelia. I, I'm just saying, I, nobody said anything about it. You keep fucking trying it. Make a persuasion roll. (laughs) Wait, do I have a say in this? <laughs> you have your wisdom score. Yeah, you could always just be like, no, I got a 14 in persuasion. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is just for the... Uh, this... I have a 16 wisdom, so yeah. Albie's, okay, yeah. Elby uh, sort of sucks her teeth and looks at Cordelia. I'm sorry your hand hurts, babe. Cordelia, <laughs> Cordelia like, um, reaching back, attempting to gather all of the studied emotional intelligence that she had worked so hard on with her counselor at PU. Um, She recognizes the face and is like, I am sorry. Thank you. You, yes. We don't have to keep talking about my hand. Bella was trying to help Albie change the subject, and he's just, like, sort of looking around the woods, seeing if there's anything unusual or interesting that might catch his eye. Yeah, can you make a nature roll for me? And you've been through this these woods before. It's, they're enormous woods, and they are not hard to get lost in. Um, so you might not be in the exact path, but you've been through them enough times you can make this roll with advantage. Great. I got a 14. 14. Okay, yeah, you're going to recognize... Um, you can see, um, just on the ground, some very small, just... Uh, some crystalline uh, mushrooms growing up on the ground. And those, you would recognize that those only grow uh, nearby these these crystalline pools that occur in the, the James Woods fairly commonly. Um, but 
heralding their arrival on the path are always these crystalline mushrooms, and so you would you would know that those are not far off. Oh, hey, Albie, if um if you wanted to like just go for a walk with me later, um I I I'm getting the feeling there might be some cool crystalline pools nearby, like some phosphorescent crystal pool. Like if you wanted to take a walk to with me, we might check out. That sounds awesome! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and and and. <laughs> You know, I don't want to sort of uh, be a third wheel on anyone's little good time, but I mean, if there's a pool, we're all going to the pool. Okay. <laughs> well, there are actually a couple pools, so maybe we like split I up. I itch now. I need a bath. My eyes itch. All right. What, did you say it's this way? We're going to cut forward four minutes. The entire group has crashed uh, Bellow's uh, proposed date with Albie. Uh, and all of you are uh, you are just crowded around this phosphorescent crystalline pool. Wow. It's really beautiful, Bellow. Thanks for taking me and everyone else here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. I, I, I always wanted to see one. I, I thought it would be kind of like that, that ruby pool you and I found yesterday. It is a lot like the ruby pool. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool, right? Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Stirfry is uh, leaning in the pool. His head is supported by the big treasure chest um, with, if you remember, a parchment that says peace on earth. Um, His eyes are out of his body. His red, pink-eyed eyes are out of his body, and they are floating in the pool, getting clean for the first time in too long, baby. Yeah, as you sort of uh, dip them in there, like contacts and contact solution, um, just little bits of dirt and dust uh, that had just been clinging to your eyes, and little bits of lint that had been just sticking to the edges of your eyes, they are, they are washed off. The pinkness uh, remains, but it, it's bec- it's a lighter pink than the, the neon pink that your eyes were before. Ooh, yeah, that's, uh, that's relief, friends, that's relief. <laughs> yes. Um, maybe we can wander over to a pool that... Surfry didn't just rinse his eyes out and bellow. Oh yeah, there's another one. Uh, looks looks like there's another one about fifty yards away. Bellow, as you look over about fifty yards away, a small butterfly just falls into your directly into your field of vision. It's about a foot in front of you, and the butterfly uh, it just sort of waves its wings in a friendly way at you. Bellow is gonna um, like sort of hold up the back of his hand to give the. Um, to give the butterfly a place to land. Yeah, the butterfly lands on your hand uh, gently and you feel the smallest, cutest little breeze on the top of your hand as its wings flap down. Oh, like a gentle wind. <laughs> Bello nods hello to the butterfly. The butterfly nods back. Well met. <laughs> a tiny voice says, Yes, well met to you. Uh, tell me, is there is there a pool around here that is especially private? My dude, thank you so much. Are there any, like, particularly juicy and delicious fruits nearby? I used to live in a cocoon. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. I bet, I bet even before the cocoon, you were like a I little... I was a little womb and I disintegrated. Yeah. I you I probably, was... like, turned into a bunch of juice and then turned into a butterfly. I was the juice, and I thought, well, that's it for me. And then, surprise, surprise, I became a butterfly. Life will throw you twists like that. Yes, fruit grows near the pond you're looking at. 
just the other day I lost my legs and then like new legs got thrown back on. But for a little while they were metal, little metal poles. We're basically the same. I guess, yeah, I've kind of reached my butterfly form. Yes, you're in your butterfly form. <laughs> they did, I don't know what, Danny was a fucked up guy, and but somewhere in that twisted mind, I think he did like me because the new legs he gave me are somehow stronger and more toned than my old legs. It seems like in, I don't know, now I don't know this man from Adam, but it seems like in his own twisted way, he was reaching out to you, expressing love the only way he could. I'm even an inch taller than I was before. See? That's a, that's a free inch. Oh, no, no, you can, an inch to you is nothing but an inch to me. <laughs> You'd be doubled. I'd be doubled. I'm one inch long. I love your wings, by the way. Thank you. It's amazing that your wings make the shape of the cool S. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. I'm what's known as a middle school butterfly. <laughs> do you get to design? Did you get to like choose that design when you're no, in the cocoon, or does no, that just happen? I was juice, and then something weird happened. Something you couldn't expect a DM to know about happened to me, and I became a butterfly. Chrysalis. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go over to that other pool and probably make out. So. Sure thing. Here we go. And it, it struggles and it strains, but it's stuck to your hand. Oh, hey, are you okay, dude? Uh oh. Seems I've stuck myself to your hand. Well, how'd that happen? Well, you're telling me you're the one who put the hand out. Well, maybe I can help you off. And Bellow's going to take his other hand and try and uh, gently pull this butterfly off of his hand. Your other hand sticks to the butterfly. Uh-oh. Wait, what's the big idea? Are you like a glue guy? To me, everything is a big idea. No, I'm not a glue guy. I'm a butterfly. This has never happened before? No, never before. Um, what's going on? I'm kind of stuck to this butterfly. Bello, um, the butterfly, you feel it begins to pull you very hard and abruptly in one direction. Oh. Hey, hey, what, what's going on? You're pulled, you're pulled, you're pulled uh, through the trees, through the trees, through the trees. And hey, then what? Oh, by oh. your hands, uh, you begin to, you're lifted up slightly into the air. Whoa, hey. The butterfly goes, hey, hey, what's happening, what's happening? You're strong. I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. Bello, uh, Albie runs, is like following him through the forest. He's pulled uh, about 100 yards through the forest very quickly, uh, and you're, you're following uh, Bello, and he's pulled, and he's pulled, and he's pulled, and he comes to an abrupt stop, and uh, the butterfly begins laughing. Ha, 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 Wait, did you... Is this a trick? Uh, yes, it is, but it's not my trick. And a large green dragon man, dressed all in heavy plate armor, steps out of the bushes. He holds a large uh, greatsword-sized fishing pole in his hand, <laughs> and he says, Ah, no. T'was not the butterfly's trick. T'was mine. My name is Vociferous Green, Dual Fisher. Oh, man. Really? Yes, and now I challenge you, Blue Tiefling demon to a duel. I thought this, like, pool area was kind of like a neutral zone, like kind of a sanctuary. Usually it is. That's why I fish here. Ha <laughs> uh, I mean, if this, if all we, if, if I have to duel you, I'll duel you, but. Like, ah, so you accept? Yeah, just, 
you should know that earlier this week I killed a god. Yeah, sure, yes, no. I've heard all manner of trash talk. You killed a god, and my mother was a green dragon. My father was the last place human finisher in his neckball fantasy league. And his challenge was, he had to make it with a green dragon. Good to his word, he did. And nine months later, I was born. My father was torn asunder. And that's how dragonborns work in Cordelia. So he w- he was torn he was torn from making it. Yes. <laughs> so so he was torn like long before you were born. You never met him. No, I never met my father. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I just I just like reconnected with my dad. I thought he was dead for like a, a while for a couple months, but it turns out he's okay, and it was really nice. He pulls a rapier from his other scabbard, and he drops the fishing line, and as he does, the butterfly releases you and says, <laughs> I'm crazy. I thought you were cool, but you suck. Yeah, no, I'm cool otherwise. Um, Albie, like, arrives on the scene, and she's just, she's taking it all in. She's looking at the dragon, she's looking at Bello, and she's like, Bello, are you good? Uh, I guess I think I have to duel this guy, so you think it's got to be one-on-one. And Vociferous looks at Albie and says, I noticed that when you were thinking of me, you thought of me as a dragon. No, I'm a dragonborn, a dragon man, humanoid in form and in size. Can you read my thoughts? I read that one. It was written all over your face. We dragonborn are so misunderstood. You know, I get mistaken for a deer a lot, and I just learned that one of my closest companions thinks I'm a dog. I've challenged your friend to a duel. Your casual nature does not befit the situation. Well, I guess you'd have to have He been steps tra- forward at Bello and says, Tally-ho! Uh, tally-ho. Bello has drawn his scimitar, and um, he's looking at Vociferous, and he says, I don't know if you know what you're taking on, but he's also looking at Albie, and he's trying to let Albie know that he is a little worried. He has recently lost a lot of his power. Albie kind of catches the look in Bello's eyes and she, um, you know, she, she settles into a stance that, like, she's at the ready if, if she needs to tap in. Back at the pool, Stirfry is still, uh, has put his eyes back into his face and he turns to the group. I, just, I, I get that they want alone time, but they're, they're a little sort of pantomime of like, oh no, hell, it's just, it's like, just say you're going to take some time together. I don't appreciate the tricks. I don't appreciate the deceptions. Yeah. We all get it. We all get it. Just like be up front. Yeah. And, oh, you, oh, you want to go to the pools alone? We all want to go to the fucking pool. Like, you know, don't act like we're the problem here, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel that I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to be respectful. I'm trying to be like... Totally on board. So I, you're doing I say, a good job, Cordelia. Thank you. And I say, if they're, that might even just be like a role play thing. We don't know. Like we don't know what they're. And to. I get that. Yeah. But if, if that's true, don't make us a part of that. You know, don't make us a part of that. Wait, look. You're doing a good job, Cordelia. I don't know how you do it. I'd be different, but that's fine. That's fine. Love them. Glad they're happy. Cordelia's like scanning the woods casually. Um, She's actively thinking she's looking for, um, like, another pool that they can jump into now that um, Stirfry has contaminated this one. Yeah, Cordelia, make another perception roll. Thirteen. Thirteen? Mm-hmm. God, maybe. You think you might see something? No, I'm sure it's just a memory of last time. Maybe wishful thinks. Uh, it's nothing. It's nothing. You're sure it's nothing. Otherwise, all you see are these large, tall, thick, proud, noble, regal, 
morally upright trees, uh, and, and they're perfect verdant green leaves. Wow. Beautiful forest. Indeed, W. We cut back to the duel. Vociferous stands back to back with Bello and says, And so to recap, the rules of the duel are thus. We will each take ten paces, uh-huh. turn, uh-huh. draw our weaponry, uh-huh. and charge at the other. Can I use spells on you? <laughs> spells on me? Yeah, like powerful magic spells. To yeah, like... If you want to lose your honor points, this is a martial duel. Do honor points count for anything? Uh, quite a bit in the James Woods. Okay, because we've we've already collected a lot of bonus points, so... Well, they're bonus to what? You need... A bonus point alone is worthless. It is a uh, bonus to nothing. It is a, a yeah, single yeah, yeah. honor point can make the bonus points worth so much. But a bonus point a no, alone is empty. And only a fool would gladly receive them. Okay, so I'm... So I shouldn't... I shouldn't cast spells on you. I would not. Okay. You might win the duel, but you might lose the honor. And I would like to stand as his second... Yes, yes, of course. You will stand at his sec- as his second. Should he tap out or die, you will be permitted to duel me. Thank you. And should you tap out or die, I will be declared the winner of the duel. What do you get for winning? Uh, the pride of winning. Okay, I just didn't know you guys it's do a lot. It's completely of- acceptable to me. You do a it's lot all about of honor. points out here. I just didn't know. If- yes, it's a bi- it's a point system. Okay. Other people do money. We do a point system. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Bello takes a deep breath, and he says, let's begin. All right. And the numbers should be counted by the fawn. Ten, nine. Ah, she uses the backwards gambit. Eight, seven. Bello was prepared for this. He knows that Albie would always count backwards. And as she does, he's going to cast Long Strider on himself to give himself extra speed. Five, four... Three, normal two, royal two, one. Aha! And Vociferous Green wheels around, and he sees that Bello is much further away. He says, oh, I've been thrown off balance! And then Bello, as he whips around, draws his scimitar and charges. You turn and charge and make a dexterity roll. That's going to be a 23. A 23, okay. Um, uh, so you move quickly. You, are, uh, you move very, very quickly, and you get the first blow on him. Make an attack roll. Can I not make an attack roll? Can I do of something course. else? Yeah, but you get to him first, and so you get to do the first thing. I'm charging at him. I'm charging at Vociferous. I'm running fast. This isn't an hour to run. This is a hardcore run. I'm running to hurt him. But this is a duel, and duels are all about throwing that opponent off balance. He's already off balance, but I want to throw Vociferous off even more. So just as Bello is reaching his target, I wild chain. I turn into a squirrel, a fast and nimble rodent, but much smaller than Bello himself. I shift down into that tiny creature. I run under Vociferous's legs, and then, as I'm turning around in squirrel form, I wild shape back into Bello form. You completely confuse him. You run through his legs, and as he does, he says, "Oh, a blue squirrel!" But a squirrel is a morally upright rat. And he uh, he, he looks, he watches as you run uh, under his legs. What? What? What ho? What? What trickery is this? You would think I would love it too, because I'm a green dragon, which means, or a green dragon born, which means they are the most cunning and treacherous of true dragons. Green dragons <laughs> use misdirection and trickery. He can't continue this speech because he feels the cold touch of my scimitar at the back of his neck. <gasps> what ho? The cold kiss of steel. Yeah, Bellow! Do you yield? I have two options here. I could not yield and lose my head, or I could yield and keep the head, although sacrificing some of my ample honor. 
I do not yield. <laughs> Whoa. Ah, damn. Okay, and then Bill is going to stab this guy in the back of the neck. Yeah. <laughs> Helby is so excited. This is so much more fun for her than going to a pool. You stab him in the back of the neck. It goes cleanly through, severing his head from the rest of his body. His lower body goes into a Christ pose, and it falls over forward. The head lands on the ground and rolls around before looking up at you. And with its one last gasping, dying breath, it says, Ah, yes, well... The life of a dueler is a violent one. I always knew this day was coming. To you. Thank you. I shall do right by your many honor points. I have now by rights earned. Yes. And now that now and now as as is the cause as I die oh, I'm dying. As I die, as it's, it's, my honor points are are sucked out of me and sucked into you. Bello stands a little straighter. Yep. You get his honor points as he Vociferous Green dies. Bella, that was amazing! Elvie, like, is is charging over to him and, like, leaps into his arm and gives him a big hug. That was amazing! And she's covering Keep him with tissues. Keep it <gasps> This is, like, a weird precedent to set, but, like, let's let's get farther away from everyone else, you know? What do you mean? What do you mean? I just feel like this is a moment, even though I just killed a guy, like, we should, like, run with oh, this. Oh, sure, go, yeah, okay. They move farther away into the woods. Uh, yes, you move further away into the woods and you come to uh, a clearing. There is, uh, but it, this clearing, it seems like it was once uh, this very calm and holy place in nature. But you can see that call stones have jaggedly moved up into this area, knocking over what was once a, a stone temple to a peaceful nature dryad of some sort. And they've been knocked over by the call stones. And you can see... You can see the the faces of your comrades carved into these stones. However, they've all been knocked over. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, man, this is a real mood killer. Damn. Albie um, cautiously approaches, like, the ring of fallen call stones, and she's just kind of trying to understand what happened here. Make an investigation roll. Twelve. Twelve? Um, you don't get anything special from it. You don't do a bad job investigating, though. It seems like somebody just physically, non-magically knocked these stones over. Bella, can you think of anyone in these woods who would be on our side? Do you have friends that live here? No, but, I mean, it's. I guess it's a good sign. It's better that they're, that someone doesn't like these call stones than that they left them up, you know? It's like, maybe another band of merry rogues or I mean it looks like it it looks like these were erected in a sort of sacred space and I wonder I wonder if whoever that space belonged to did this yeah or just like witches you know witches don't like witch hunters so they're always going to be anti-callstone Albie's like ears prick up and she's trying to listen around the area you can hear wind peacefully moving through the trees, through the leaves, blowing flowers around you. A dandelion is blown in the wind and its uh, its little seeds scatter in the wind and they, they form uh, just a, a beautiful little, you can almost visualize the breeze just by seeing them. They paint the breeze white uh, very briefly. And uh, it's a pleasant temperature, a pleasant, just like, you know, low 70s uh, little breeze hits you. Bellow's really enjoying the breeze. He's like, really, it's, it, he, for a moment, for a moment, things cooled off, but he's getting back in the mood. <laughs> um, Albie's about to disappoint him because she <laughs> looks him in the eye and says, 
I think we should warn the others about this. You think there are like other duel guys? No, I think we should warn Bello. I think we should warn them about the call stones. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Totally right. She's going to take him by the hand with her left hand and she's going to she's going to head back the way they came through the woods back to her friends. We pass right back over the corpse of Vociferous. <laughs> yes, and it's his head is just as like, "Ah, oh, yes, and now to go to my my final reward. I've lost the honor and now to finally die and go to the heaven I have earned by dual fishing." Oh, hello, Bello. Well met. Yes, good job. Oh, um Albie, Vociferous had a cool sword. Do you want this? The sword is yours by right. Um, are you sure that's not weird? Not weird at all. Would be weirder to leave me with a sword which will only grow rusty. It's a beautiful blade. You, I mean, you were clearly a knight of great renown. Sir, not a knight, but I did serve in it every day. And now to die. Uh, soon, soon. You'd think a head severed from a body would die quickly. If we meet your mother, I'll... Tell her you died well. Certainly. She is a green dragon. Right. I got that. Right. Tell her I died well. According to What's her name? Honor, which is not hers. What? What's her name? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, now, finally, I do die. <laughs> Man, there was a lot of blood in that head, you know? Elvie <laughs> uh, just sort of gingerly steps around and takes the sword with her left hand and, like, gives, like, an unnecessary little, like, nod to the dead body and then a nod to the head and then she starts heading back towards her friends. So, Fred, here's my question. I just want to pick your brain for a second. So, I feel like... So we saw Danny's original form being this little rat-like creature that I was able to control and I'm wondering, do I, with my control over these rat creatures, can I turn them into a god? Can, do I have the, the make stuff to create a god of my own creation? Sure, why not? See, the, I'm the, I'm going to practice on this. I'm going to practice on this. I'm going to see what I can do. I'm going to see what I can do. I'm going to try to make a gold. I'm going to try to make a gold. Okay. Thanks, Fred. And, and uh, DeBonesby uh, continues to, to bob under the water. His robes are, are uh, on the rocks nearby, but he keeps his hat on. Uh, Cordelia's exited the pool, and she shakes uh, shakes off the water extremely dog-like, and then looks at DeBonesby squinting as if to say, just try and say something. You know, it's there's no shame in it. I, I love a dog. Good, I do too. I love a few. Hey guys, hey. Hey guys. Do you think that's for us or is that each other? Yeah, it's Bello and Albie. So is this another game of theirs? I, I mean, first there was there was. There was a, you know, there was a yippee, and a, now it's a hey guy. Here, okay, hi. Um, so just a heads up, hey, just want to let you know. Should we want us to go? Yeah. No, no. Um, just we we came across some call stones, oh, but no. oh no no no, but no. they've been knocked over. So ah, you know, just wanted to let you know. I just have to be totally clear. Is this is this real, or are you playing some more games with us right now? But before he can answer, you hear a loud, incredibly loud crashing sound. It sounds like has fallen in the woods, but many are around to hear it. Five by my count, six if Flip Cup is nearby, which he is. He screams, ah, ah, ah. You hear a, a horrible crashing moving closer and closer and closer towards you quickly. And you all wheel around to see an enormous, 
dead-eyed mastodon which crashes through the trees, smoke billowing out of its erect trunk. It moves strangely, inorganically forward towards all of you. You hear a high-pitched whine as it breaks abruptly before coming to a complete stop, only a few feet in front of you. It sways forward from the momentum and back before its legs give out and its massive carriage falls to the ground with a loud crash. Whoa! Oh my gosh! The mastodon's expression doesn't change at all, and its dead eyes continue to stare forward past you. You hear a coughing coming from inside the beast. (coughs) I really thought these pools were a neutral zone. A ten-foot-tall, hairy door opens on the side of the mastodon as out steps a tall, gray sasquatch. (gasps) Whoa! He's about eight feet tall. And he's covered in patchy, graying fur. He's rail thin, except for a gut where he carries what little fat he's managed to accumulate over the years. He wears a too-short denim jacket covered in brightly colored, if faded, patches. He wears too-short denim jeans that flare and end well above his ankles. They're tattered. He's got a long, gray ponytail growing out of his balding head. And he wears... That's right, a denim headband. He squints at you through coral-colored circular sunglasses with horizontal goat pupil eyes that rest on a heavily wrinkled face. He smiles, and you can tell nobody ever sat him down to explain the importance of flossing. Whoa! Courtney? Cordelia, Cordelia, Cordelia! Cordelia drops the trophy that she was... Cordelia drops the trophy and runs up to him. Dad, I assume? Uh, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Friends and lovers, sisters and brothers, it's producer Taylor coming at you oh, 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 up a mid-roll style. But hey, listen, we got to get right to it because we have a very, very special message today from the big daddy himself, a Mr. Tim Platt. I want to age like a fine wine and I in a restaurant. 
What a silly song from me, Tim Platt, who plays Davo on Rude Tales of Magic. And the reason I'm singing to you right now is because I am doing a show in Brooklyn for the New York Comedy Festival. It's called Made of Bugs. It's at Life World in Gowanus, and it's on November 11th. And I am here asking you, pleading with you, to please buy a ticket, come see the show. I'm going to be doing a bunch of songs. I'm going to be doing a bunch of characters and jokes and stand-up. I'm inviting some really funny friends, including Francesca Duva and Benny Feldman and Kay Loggins, a.k.a. Time Warp. Uh, I'll be, uh, if I, whenever Rude Tales fans come out to Made of Bugs, I always, they always get it. It's always fun. And if enough come, then maybe I'll do some Rude Tales songs. If you heard that scurrying, that's my cat being naughty. But if you want to get tickets, all you have to do is go to my link tree, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Timothy Platt. That's Linktree slash Timothy Platt with a dot between the R and the E. Linktree dot E-E slash Timothy Platt. And I'll be doing some songs like this. Face down mistletoe That how Christmas sucks time go And some characters like this. Hello, it's me, Dovo, from Rude Tales of Magic. I'm the key to the narrative, if you just think about it slightly harder than you have been thinking about it, friends. But if you need help thinking about it, come to Tim Platt's Made of Bugs on November 11th at Life World for New York Comedy Festival. I'll be there. <laughs> it's me, Producer Taylor, from the hit podcast, Rude Tales of Magic. Uh, and I want to talk to you about our sponsor today, Backblaze. Specifically, Backblaze.com slash Rude Tales of Magic. If, if your computer's not backed up, you are in for a world of hurt. And believe me, I've had external hard drives go bad. But with Backblaze.com slash Rude Tales of Magic, we're talking about distributed cloud storage, unlimited amount of storage up in the cloud for $7 a month. Only $7 a month, unlimited storage. You are protected. You are safe. Our computers, our whole lives are on them. Pictures of your children. Pictures of... Uh, your children's children, if you're a grandparent. Pictures of other people's people's children, if you're a child model photographer. Uh, or if, 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 if someone else's pictures of children got mixed in with yours at the picture place. Remember those? I keep them on my computer and I gotta back those babies up. And Backblaze makes backing up and accessing your stuff astonishingly easy. Unlimited storage for $7 a month. All kinds of data, any kind of data. You get your ones, you get your zeros. Yeah, both kinds of data. And listen to this. If anything goes wrong, they will send you a hard drive with all your stuff on it. So you have a physical backup and then you send them the hard drive back and that's free, baby. Doesn't even cost anything. Unbelievable. Also, <laughs> listen to this. There is a free trial going on right now. You go to backblaze.com slash Rude Magic. There is a free trial. You can try it out. 15 days and get this. You don't have to put in your credit card. Because a lot of other places, they'll give you a trial of a thing. But they want your credit card too because really what they're doing is hoping you forget uh, you know, to cancel. And then you end up signing up for it anyway. No. Backblaze is not doing that. Backblaze.com slash Rude Magic. You do not have to put your credit card in. The free 15-day trial at backplace.com slash rude tales of magic. If you are sitting in your home right now and your computer is not being backed up by someone you can depend on, you're dead to me.
he looks at you, uh, uh, Cordelia, and he's like, whoa, it, it's so cool that you're alive. Uh, it's so cool that you, is any other Sasquatch is alive. Wow. She gives him a hug. Yeah, yeah, he hugs you back. Uh- <laughs> what is this is so freaky. This is far out. Yeah, really far out. You look so good in denim. Wow, you're so tall. I have so many questions for you. Are you allergic to shrimp? Yeah, uh, do you have any? No, well, I had some and I'm allergic to it. And I'm just curious, is that a Sasquatch thing? Is that a Cordelia thing? That's the question that's every turn. I don't know that I've ever even had shrimp in my life. Okay. There was maybe some on the sandwich I was just eating, but I dropped it. Oh, God. That sucks. I know. I dropped my sandwich. Did you pick it up and eat it anyway? No, dude. It's the grounds now. Fair's fair. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> everyone. So is that it? Is that conclude your questions? Because I feel tuckered out from answering all that. Honestly, I feel a little tired from asking so much. Everyone that... Do you guys need coffee? Yeah. Uh, he wheels around and says, whoa, you, you got some brew? Stir fry? Yeah. No, I would be proud to make this introductory coffee. Stir fry uh, goes into his bag. Uh, he takes out a, um, a fresh bag of beans that he got at the Brian Doyle Falls uh, post-oozer era. And he starts uh, making uh, a little coffee for everyone. Albie kind of comes out from behind Cordelia and offers uh, to shake, like, he goes to shake the Sasquatch's hand really eagerly. He's just looking directly at Stir Fry and he goes, eh, uh, are those magical beans or mundane? Are these things just totally normal coffee? Well, I think coffee beans are magic, uh, uh, you know, in that colloquial way. Uh, but so, uh, they are mundane. Earlier, a guy sold me beans. He said they were magic. They were mundane. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Ruined my whole weekend. Vibe killer. Yeah, these are mundane. These are mundane. Normal things. Just normal. Oh, they, but, they're, but they're making you a cup of joe. Okay, Dad, that's stir fry, and he's a cook, and he is great at it, although he makes some very weird choices. This is my best friend. This is Albie. I am in love with her, was in love with her, also... I'm very happy that she is in a relationship with Bello. That's that guy. He's a tiefling. He's very cool. He's also the bell ringer. Um, Albie still has her hand out. That's DeBonesby. And DeBonesby is used to just be bones. Or I guess before that he was flesh fats um, and bones. But then he was just bones. And now he's like bones and goo. And he is mean. (laughs) What? And this is my dad. Wait, I'm your dad. Wait, is there another dad? No, I was talking to them with that last part. Oh, sorry. You just were talking to me, and then you just switched gears so fast. I know. It's been, has it been a while since you've hung out with people? Oh, yeah. I know how you're feeling. Wait, dude, what's your name? Oh, of course, yeah. Well, I guess my name is Alcatraz, but my friends call me Al. Oh. Hey, Al. Hello, Alcatraz. I'll get out of the pool when no one is looking. Oh, the skeleton doesn't consider me a friend. That's stressing me out. Hey, don't worry. He takes a while to come around. What are you, what are you doing today? Well, I mean, same thing I'm doing every day. I'm, I'm driving around in Wooly. <laughs> in what? What did you say? Wooly. Is this thing, was this thing alive? Elby's like inspecting it. I was pretty dead by the time I got it. 
How did you find us, Alcatraz? Were you looking for I Cordelia? I didn't find it. I, I, no, I want it. Oh, sorry. I switched gears a little fast. Um. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was wondering how you found Cordelia. Because we've well, never. But I'm talking about Wooly, a guy with way too many holes. He wanted to play a game with me. He had like a puzzle box. And I solved the puzzle box. These guys came out and ripped him up. And then I got his van. Ooh. Wow. Oh. oh, wait, this is a... This is a not... So this is not a real creature. Well, I mean, what's reality, right? Sure, yes. sure. Like, can you exactly. touch it? Yes. Can you talk to it? Yeah, of course. You can talk to anything. Yeah. Coffee's ready. Stir-fry lays out a series of goblets he stole from the noble family when he saw what was actually inside the treasure chest. He pours the <laughs> coffee into each of the goblets and starts passing them around to everyone in the group. Thanks, Stir-fry. Yeah, no. Here's, here's what I'm wondering... Thanks, Jeffrey. Yeah, no Did you name Cordelia Cordelia? He look he just he like completely blows that off and looks at Stir Fry and he goes, Wait, before I drink this, up, down, what what's what are my next few hours gonna be like? <laughs> right. Oh my god. Uh these are it's gonna amp you up a little bit. It's gonna give you more energy, more excitement, or uh, All right. uh, 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 more mental flexibility um and it may make you have to go to the bathroom a little bit but not in a bad way there's no such thing as a bad way to go to the bathroom dude <laughs> <laughs> unless cordelia's eating shrimp <laughs> oh come on, on i just met my dad <laughs> sorry i'm sorry dad dad i burned my hand <laughs> yeah he's just rubbing her temples <laughs> it was it was a while ago it's fine Stirfry does something he's never done before, which is he looks at Albie, looks back at Cordelia, looks at Albie again, and rolls his eyes. <laughs> Albie just sort of nods and like shrugs, like, yeah, it's, his, it's her dad. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, so qu- question number two. You guys ask a lot of questions. I know, I'm just gearing up for it. Um, do, uh, are, are there more of us? What do you mean? Oh, then us here? Yeah, we're not the only people on this on this little place I like to call Cordelia. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I'm talking about Sasquatches. Oh, wait, Courtney, have you have you not? What have you not been like? What have you not been up against some stuff? Did you just call me Courtney? Yeah, I named you Courtney. Whoa. You probably don't remember because you were a baby, but uh, yeah, I named you Courtney and I left you in the woods. You named me Courtney? You named me. Yeah, Cord. <gasps> Courtney. Yeah, Courtney. And then I left you in the woods and, I, and I, I've been just exploring, you know, just feeling out life ever since. Courtney. Hey, so wait, is that normal? Do Sasquatches all leave their babies? Or do all Sasquatch babies get left in woods. Yeah, it's what we do. Yeah. Bello is making eye contact with Albie. Hard eye contact. Uh, Albie looks back at Bello and is just, she's just transfixed with the whole thing. We're a very relaxed, outdoorsy, off-the-grid people. I knew it. There's not a lot of us, so we don't want to just pass all these, like, parental anxieties and insecurities yeah. and patterns of behavior onto the kids. Yeah. We all let them make their own mistakes. I love us. Do you have a partner? Well, not anymore. 
I, I, you know, I pick up a partner here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a hitchhiker on the road, you gotta pick him up and you gotta drop him off. Oh, you're asking about your mom? Yeah, I guess I am asking about mom. Yeah, Bella's yeah. Bella's making hard eye contact again. <laughs> uh, well, I only ever made it with one Sasquatch, so I, that's gotta be her. Probably, and then you ended up with me, so you probably <laughs> know that. Yeah, and it's, yeah, so it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would explain why she came back. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I gave, handed you off, and then it's the father's job to drop the baby off in the woods. Of course, yeah. yeah. Alcatraz, why don't you try some coffee? Okay, yeah, I haven't even taken my first sip. And now to take a sip of coffee, hope it doesn't change my whole personality. It didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Cordelia's jumping back and forth on her toes. So to the mom question. Yeah, what? What was the question? I didn't, there wasn't really a specific one, just like... Okay, so just like a vibe thing. Yeah, she, yeah, she out Yeah, there. moms, dude. Well, they're crazy. <laughs> yeah, we come from them. I w- yeah. W- Three cheers for moms, right? Yeah. Big mom fan. Can you describe like Courtney's mom's like personality? Oh or, like- yeah, she had shoulders out to tomorrow, man. Huge shoulders. Awesome. She was pretty chill for sure. Do I have any features that are specifically like her features? Uh, well, I don't have purple hair. She got you got that from her for sure. Wow. Uh, you got her eyes big time. The pupils? Yeah. Well, you got those from me too. That's like a genetic trait in all Sasquatches. Oh, cool, Dad. You got her mouth for sure. You got her ears. You got her. He's scanning your fingers. Oh, you got her pinkies big time. Ooh, these tiny pinkies. Yeah, she had little pinkies, little hands, <laughs> big dreams. What's her name? What's ba- you want me to remember every name of every person? Come on, man. I already forgot your name. <laughs> I haven't told you it, but... Um, oh, that, oh, oh, dude, I'm off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think, I think Courtney might like to know it. So if you remember, you might appreciate it. You guys are stressing me out. I just, oh, no, but dude, it's all chill. Hey, I'm chill. Just take a no. sip of that Java, bro. And Bella takes a sip of his coffee. You can say you're chill, but then your actions and your words, they gotta be in alignment. Dad, man. lay off him. He's my friend. People have called me pathologically chill. I'm sure they have, but man, I'm just seeing, I'm just saying what I see right now. Just because someone told you you were one way at one point doesn't mean you're that way forever. You step into a stream and then you step into it again. Is it even the same stream? What? A map would say yeah, but me, I'd say no. Whoa. Whoa, that's profound. Wow, damn. Yeah, I have a lot of time to myself to just sort of think of this kind of stuff. Cordelia's all puffed up, uh, proud. <laughs> God, God. Yeah, what? Yes, yeah, what? Your dad is chill as hell. I have a dad. You this have is, a dad. No, weird. Look at you. <sighs> anyway, it was so nice to meet you. We have a place yes, to go. We'll see you around. Wait, Bye. what are you doing? Wait, no, 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 come what? on. What the, no, don't say goodbye yet. I mean, come on. Wait, why? Did you finish I mean, your coffee? I, do you need some, do, do, uh, should we give him something else? What do you mean? What? I just, do you well, have a, maybe do you we guys could have, like, camp? a blanket or something? Oh. Yeah, do you want to, like, camp with us tonight and we could have, like, uh, dinner? Whoa, for real? 
Of course, yeah. of course. I have been known to camp. Yeah, I actually do a little bit of camp. Okay. Stir-fried rushes to his bag and takes out the cape of a bugbear skin that he had gotten last episode. <laughs> oh, nice, bugbear skin. Uh, for, a, for a blanket, for you. Oh, for me? Yeah, man. So earlier when I asked for a blanket, oh, whoa, you guys are all right. It was just, that was just a moment ago, so yeah, it wasn't hard to hold on to that piece of information. Yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to live in the moment, and that was a past moment, so I wasn't there anymore. That's okay, yeah, yeah, dude, fucking cool. Yeah, I also feel the same way, like, every moment is just like, that's what it is, and you're there, you know? And the past be the past, and the future be, that don't even exist yet, and even if it does, it's the past eventually, so it's like, why not just be now, got you? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I would be scared of you if you were bigger. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I can read auras, and I'm reading all of y'all's auras, and there's some, I, I'm getting some just like, and no offense to this, you know, there's, you know, every color, you know, it's all beautiful, and you can, you can make a rainbow out of it, but I'm getting, man, from you, I'm getting some like, weapon colors, you know? Yeah, sharp silver. Steel. Yes, yes. Um, Alcatraz. I mean, you guys can call me Al. I much prefer it. Okay, Al, sorry. Uh, do you know this area well? Not especially. I'm mostly just passing through. Uh, I've been, I've just been on the move. I was supposed to go down to Riddle Guy. Oh, Oh, whoa. I was supposed to, but then the guy who bought my tickets, he took an arrow to the knee and he had to become a city guard. So I didn't get to go to Riddle Guy. Dude, dude, have I got good news for you. What? You're actually, you're actually with Riddle Guy and Bella points to Albie. No, it's over, dude. No, she is Riddle Guy. Well, it'll be here next year. No, I understand, but it's... You know, 97, I missed it. My dude, she won. Uh, Albie looks at Bella and she's like, it's fine. It's fine. He looks at Albie and he, he sort of pieces it together. He goes, oh, all right, right on. Good, somebody's got to win it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, Sorry you missed it. No, why? Don't be. Because then I got other tickets, but then a bird ate them. Oh, uh. I can talk to birds. Oh, great. Oh, I mean, I can talk to birds, too. Yeah. They don't respond. Oh. <laughs> but it's like I always say, you can talk to anything. Sure. I don't always say that. I, I just thought oh, it Oh, it's just okay. Now. No. Hey, dude. I think no it a lot, but I'm not always talking. No worries. Um, the reason I asked is because, you know, there, there's a, a li- not far from here, there, there are some stones that we were kind of troubled by. Oh yeah, stones, rocks, you'll find those all throughout the woods. Yeah, these (laughs) specifically though had our faces carved in them and so I wasn't sure if that's how you found us. Uh, Oh yeah, you're talking about the call stones that have ruined my life, yeah. How have they ruined your life? Because there's a Sasquatch on one of them, we're getting picked off. Oh my. Oh, oh. Yeah, Wait. people are killing Sasquatches, you know? What? How? I mean, it's not like there was a ton of us anyway. But, I... Oh, no, but... Oh. No, oh. don't worry, it's not... Look, D, no, every... Look, everybody is born with the desire to live yeah. and with the promise that they won't. Yeah. Wow. So that's oh. all it is. You know, everyone gets the same shot. Okay. Well, Cord. I mean, 
I I feel like um I think you're right, and I'm glad to hear that other Sasquatches feel the same way. But I, I feel sad. I feel bummed. I feel like I... Um, Why do you feel bummed? Because oh, because you're going like, to get haunted? Well, definitely that. I've That's been for a while, and there are some stories there. But I feel... I just don't want any other Sasquatches to get hunted, you know? Well, it's not like it's your fault or anything. It's just what happens. Sometimes a stone goes up and says that this group of people, you know, yeah. and that's just what it is. Yeah, uh, It's not Cord's fault. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. like you're the, the thing on the caused the stones or anything. Hey, Dad, we did cause that. What do you mean? I, that smell I just smelled? No, I know that's me. <laughs> oh, it can't be us. We all just bathed. Um, no, I mean those. It's us on the callstones. Like we're be, we're the ones, we are being hunted. You're the reason the callstones came up. Yeah, we didn't put them <laughs> up. Oh, he's gonna. He he ignores you completely, and he just he moves towards Cordelia. He gives her a big hug. He goes right on. Fight the power. You got to take down the great Satan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not grounded. <laughs> Wait, whoa! I mean, it's none of my business. I can't ground you or not ground you. I left you alone in the woods. Your life is your own. Yeah. But you're you're fighting like witch hunters and stuff. Yeah, it sucks. They're the worst. Wait, wait, wait! I just got a great idea. What? Tell me. Oh my god, this is perfect. What is it? You gotta come with me. The whole reason I'm even in these woods. What? You live I'm here. I'm going. I'm, well, no, I don't. I live in the van, and the van goes where the van goes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, the I give it suggestions, goes. but the van is the boss of where I go. But and this way, it's working with me this time. And we're going. We're going to the wood right at the border of the James Woods and the Teenage Woods. I'm going to the woods beyond the woods, dude. What are the woods beyond the what? The Forbidden Zone. Oh. No, 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 not the Forbidden Zone. The woods beyond the woods. The Sasquatches, we don't have to worry about getting haunted anymore. What's... A paradise. Uh. A community of Sasquatches. What? Now, look, I'm an off-the-grid guy, but, I mean, it's definitely looking like it's a pretty good option to, like, you know, safety and numbers for a little bit, at least. We're going to go to the woods beyond the woods where we'll never die. What is it? What's the woods beyond? It's the woods beyond the woods! Describe it more! What is it? Well, I haven't been, so I can't describe it. I didn't want to be rude to the future. Uh, I guess I can try. <laughs> uh, alright, the, the trees there are bigger than the very Cordelian soil that they grow from. Oh. There's plenty of hiding places for us. Oh. It's an enormous, infinite expanse of woods where we can live solitary existences together. Yeah, we can wander, we can walk from place to place with that that strange gate that we all move with, and we can look back as if we've been caught. Yeah, and our arms splayed wide. As we always do, and he splays his arms wide. What? <laughs> that's, that's so cool. And there might be other Sasquatches that Cord is related to there. Oh, there's probably a bunch of Sasquatches there. You might even meet your grandparents. I could meet them too. Cool. Or just, we could just meet cool other Sasquatch. Wow, okay. Yeah, maybe your mom's there. Maybe you got a sister or a brother or cousins. I don't know, none of my business. Yeah. 
It's none of my business who you're related to. Uh, Al, uh, by any chance, is, is there room in your vehicle for Arla to grow to come with you? Yeah, dude, there's a ton of room. It's a mastodon. <laughs> what kind of stupid question is that, man? Uh, yeah, I guess I just... I guess that was a way to be to say I was asking is there room as a way the subtext of being like do you mind if we come along yeah I mean I just try to live Al 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 it's not chill to call our friends stupid well I didn't say it was stupid I just asked and that was a sincere question yeah no, and I got it yeah but uh hey stir fry turns to Cordelia yeah do you want to go it's on it seems like it's getting us close to where we want to be I mean I yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I do. I want to go. That sounds great. I feel, like the, I feel like this wood beyond the woods could be just be the forbidden zone by a different name, of course. I just, I just want to make sure that the last thing I want to do is for us to bring the heat of the witch hunters who might be following us to this paradise where the Sasquatches are escaping to. Oh fuck! That's very practical. Look, if you guys don't want to come, you don't have to come, but I'm going there. I'm going there right now. Cordelia, it was so nice to meet you. It was great. It was really nice to meet you. You used to be a baby, and now you're, like, tall. That's what I thought. How long ago was I a baby? You think I'm a calendar keeper? Yeah, I know, right? It's impossible. You think I know? I don't know how... I think I'm 35, but I'm just guessing. That's exactly... That's probably right, actually. I think that's... Every Sasquatch I've ever talked to just guesses 35. That seems... I mean, it feels right. It does. Maybe we're both 35. (laughs) I bet. Wow. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, uh... I I mean, I... I don't want to... I don't want to bring the witch hunters... No, no, look, you guys do your thing. I I understand, you know, maybe just two ships passing each other. I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to get healed up. Um, I broke a bunch of bones <laughs> in my foot earlier. Oh, no. Oh, when you dropped the sandwich? Yeah. Oh. It wasn't a sandwich. It was a bowling ball. <laughs> no, that. I dropped it because I tried to bite into it. Definitely didn't have shrimp in it. I burned my hand. Well, you don't know that, though. You don't know what's in there. That's why I was trying to bite. Yeah, that's true. Well, it was really good to see you. I mean... Yeah, it's good to see you. I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to get healed up. It's got healing properties, apparently. Cool. Friends, we've got to get healed either way. We can't even do our job until Albie gets her hand back. I get my beautiful feathers, and Cordelia's hand is no longer burned. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, whatever's going on with Fred's uh, weird green skin. Let's stop looking at me! (laughs) Sorry, Fred. Sorry, Fred. Oh, come on. I already took away the Sasquatch thing from you once before when I asked to see Kretas. I don't want to do it again. Okay, let's go! Yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay, if you want to go, let's go. Let's go. Why not? (laughs) Al, is this a road trip? Uh, yeah, but that's lateral for me. I'm always on a road trip. But it's yeah, a road trip dude. for you guys. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a family vacation. Whose family? Yours, Al. Your family. Your daughter, Courtney. Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Cordelia waves. Courtney waves. He also waves. He brings you, he goes, all right, we'll just hop in the van, man. It's going to be easy traveling from here. We're almost there. 
And he leads you to the van, which is still open. This Mastodon, Wooly, he's been calling it. It's an enormous hatch door that just, uh, it opens up vertically. And uh, there's a beaded curtain that leads into the interior of this Wooly Mammoth. And as he leads you guys in there, um, a lot of light comes in through the eyes of this Wooly Mammoth. And so it is, uh, you can tell when it's day and when it's night inside of the, the interior of this van and everything it is fur lined just like the outside and there is uh, there's two there's like a little pilot seat and another little pilot seat next to it uh, there's a steering wheel which is just stiff it doesn't you can't do anything with it <laughs> and there's a little microphone uh, with suggestions written under it where you can suggest the, which way you want the van to go there's a passenger seat behind those two seats there is a long couch that just stretches uh, horizontally with plenty of room for you guys. And then behind that is a waterbed. And uh, there is a uh, there is a small pixie over the waterbed uh, with a black light ass <laughs> that is currently clicked on at this moment. He's got a chest full of uh, denim clothes and things in there and provisions and some salted snacks. There's a little hidden compartment in that chest. Uh, and that is labeled not drugs. <laughs> um, Albie, uh, Albie takes a seat on the couch behind the two pilot chairs. He said, yeah, well, welcome. Welcome to my little home away from not my home. Thank you for letting us join you. Yeah, dude, that's really cool of you. Yeah, I mean, it's the traveler's code. Walking was growing thousand. Yeah, no, just get in the van. It's totally fine. Let me just start it up. And he, uh, there's a small little organic hole in the van, and he uh, he takes his huge right hand, and right at the wrist, it begins spinning like a small uh, little tornado. It just, uh, it, it, it absolutely, it's just like it swivels at the wrist, uh, and he just starts spinning his hand faster and faster, sticks it into the van, and you hear uh, the sound of the van just starting, 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 he pulls his hand out. All right, let's go. And he says into the microphone, he goes, uh, to the woods beyond the woods, please. Woo! And the van begins moving Woo! oh wow we're going we're going ow that was a cool move with your hand dude oh what do you mean earlier when i was waving that just means hello no no no, no. that was cool too but i just meant just now we what just now oh when you, when i made it when i started the van yeah yeah it just spins at the wrist cool courtney's sitting in the passenger seat uh like the co-pilot seat and she's just staring at al with stars in her eyes uh, Al is just looking back over his seat at Bellow in a way that even though he is not in charge of where this van goes directly, something about it still feels reckless. Like he should have his eyes on the road and he just does not as he looks back at Bellow. And goes, yeah, I mean, the body, you know, the flesh is willing and so I can spin a little. Not everyone can do it. Cool. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, I can do it all the time. Watch. And he opens his mouth and he like spins his tongue a little. Whoa, that's, dude. That's what I call a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cordelia tries it. You can just like curl your tongue a little. Uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> you spin any part of your body? What do you mean? I mean your tongue, your hand. Did you almost say my asshole? <laughs> Did I say your asshole? You said your tongue, your ass, and then you stopped yourself. I Dude, you can just talk about the body, man. It's fine. Can you spin your butt? Can you spin your other limbs? 
Yeah, of course, man. That's not something I like to brag about. And what about your asshole? <laughs> what about it, man? I can spin my asshole. <laughs> you guys have an old school mindset. I don't like it, but I don't judge it. Hey, Sturf, I can spin my butt and Bello shakes his ass. <laughs> oh, Sturf, right? Oh, stop it. Bello, right at, yeah, right at the hip, you're really just like spinning that butt. And the. I don't the the motion that you have the range on how far your butt will spin. It's uh, you remember your little kid dance you've done, and you've never done it quite like this. Oh yeah, I'm feeling this. Whoa! Al looks. He goes, Yeah, see, you can do it. It's fine. Bello. Al, is this what you wow. do? Well, it's not like a federal case or anything. I'm not in trouble. No, no one thinks you're in trouble. We're just impressed. No, people think I'm in trouble. That's a, that's the untrue statement of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, only one. Only one untrue statement every day. Preferably. Yeah, yeah we'd suck if there were more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just sort of nodding at you. Because what did it suck if there was like, oh, we can expect ten untrue statements in a day. Yeah, yeah. That would not, that would be the opposite of pleasant. It'd be so <laughs> yeah. bad. But just why not so bad. Yeah. No, that'd no, be not good at all. Yeah, one's fine. So I've never been, never been in a vehicle like this before. When you, oh, moving, sure, yeah, sort of, he's first time yeah. for everything. Sometimes you just want to talk to fill the... Through the space, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I've learned not to do that. Right. And I'm learning that, too. Uh, I'm learning that, too, every day. Today, I'm learning that, so, yeah. It was full of lessons, I guess, yeah. Bellow is behind the front seats, and he's going to he's gonna sort of lean forward and put his hands on, Cordel- on Courtney's shoulders and sort of lean forward. And he'd say, hey, uh, crazy week, right? Uh, she points to her dad, and she goes, that's my dad. I, I know. I, I, I did want to say, I just want to let you know, there's so much going on, but, like, I did talk to Mandy. Yeah. And I explained how cool you are, and we agreed, like, we, we didn't need to do a council with you. You're in. For Val? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I went, because I took notes, I wrote down green apples. She shows you her hand, and it says green apples. Yeah, I mean, I knew you were going to... Al looks at your hand, he says, one of the kinds of apples. Exactly, the color specifically. Well, you also got red. Exactly. You got yellow. Uh. And in the crazy world of Cordelia, you've got orange. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, um, I knew you would have sailed through anyways, but like... (sighs) I told Mandy she had to listen to me this one time and that you were legit. So, yeah, it's all good. I didn't even realize that you'd clocked that I was interested in Val. You guys ran off together to have a race. <laughs> I didn't think it was a race, Cordelia. Okay, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Although kind of a race against the clock. Well, I will stop there. I'll we don't need to. We don't need be, to yeah, her Albie yeah. takes her left hand and like yanks Bello back into the seat. <laughs> You could have, you could have told, you could have just told them that I was cool. <laughs> well, I, listen, you know how important the council is. Yeah, look, I'm also the mean sister. I'm just saying, if you could have used that favor, it would have been cool for you to use it for me. Albie, they never would have. <laughs> they let me tell you, they never. Yeah, from, I get, I get I can't, it. I, I get it. I can't claim those privileges for myself. Yeah, you no, know? I get it. I could do it for Val. Sure. From, from the back, Stripper goes, yeah, and Albie, you know, take it from someone who's sort of in the same boat, uh, you're just dripping with something to prove. What the fuck did you just say to me? Dude, it, am I wrong here? I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, uh, 
<laughs> the bones be high five stir fry. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, Freddy. Albie <laughs> yeah. just sort of settles back in the chair. She looks at how happy Corrin is, and she looks at Bello, and she just kind of nestles into Bello and uh, decides to take a little nap. Do you want to meet my cat? You have a cat? Oh, we left it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, he shows up anywhere. I just wanted to know if you wanted to meet him before I introduced you. Do you want me to meet him? Well, are you allergic to cats? I don't think so. Do you want to find out? If I'm allergic to cats or not? Yes. I might as well before I go to the woods beyond the woods. Junior? And Junior, with a spin, just appears on top of uh, Al's head. Junior says, I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. Yes, you have. Um, Junior, this is my dad, Al. Al, if you look up. Al doesn't even look up. He just feels a cat on his head. He grabs Junior and pulls him down and says, whoa, you got a cat. And it's been on my head the whole time. I gotta pay attention. <laughs> um... Anyway, he's sort of an imp. Um, uh, he's kind of part of my magic. You got magic? Yeah. And Junior's gonna just look up at Al and be like, Well, pleasure to meet you. Oh, yeah, it's, it's nice to make your acquaintance. Junior, um, it turns out that your name is uh, Coordinate Junior. <laughs> Junior looks at you and says, I'm just, I'm really into going by Junior regardless. <laughs> you put whatever you want in front of that, it's just gonna be Junior. Sounds good. Al looks at Junior and looks at you and looks at Junior and looks at you and looks at Junior. Junior disappears into Hellfire with a poof. And then he looks back at you and he goes, wait. Well, first of all, my cat's gone, sorry. But second of all, what have you been going by? Is it not Courtney? Oh, I've been going by Cordelia. Like the the world. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Hey, it's you you should pick your own name. If you want to be Cordelia, you're Cordelia. It's none of my business. I called you Courtney. It just seemed cool. I picked everything about me, so it's kinda cool finally learning things that, you know, were gifted me. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we really value and cherish the choices we make along the way. Look, your choice still, even now, but what, if you don't want to be Courtney or Cordelia, you can be something else. I make up new stuff all the time. I mean, I guess that's good to that's good to think about. All right, great. So, you know what? It actually doesn't even matter what I need to call you, because I can just call you daughter. <laughs> Aww. That's... Aww. Do you hear that? Bird? That's so sweet. Aww. I know, it's so sweet. Aww. Did Fred just aww? Yes, what have you? <laughs> Nothing, dude. I love it. You know, Fred, I spy with my little eye someone sweet. Don't, don't embarrass me. <laughs> no, I'm going to embarrass you, Fred. You, I'm, My little eyes are spying your little sweetness. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm a little booger baby. Don't do it. <laughs> do, do, I see, do I see the little peach fuzz on those cheekbones blushing? Me? me? Yeah, dude. There's peach in this. It's such a thing. Thin, viscous layer. You can't imagine it doing anything. <laughs> oh, my little yet. Al is just looking at Cordelia, and he's just sort of shaking his head. He goes, "Cord, I'm really proud of you. Huh. We're such solitary." Oh, sh- show him a ma- show him a magic trick. Show him a magic trick. Oh, that's fine. That bubble. sentence wasn't going anywhere anyway. Let's see the magic trick. <laughs> 
uh, okay. Um, um, uh, and she she fumbles with all of her spells and uh, knocks over burning hands and accidentally sort of like pops a little fire, but then she sort of redirects and makes it an illusion's fire. What? Whoa, whoa, no, it's, whoa, whoa. It's fake now. Nice. It's, it's fake now. It's, um, here. It's not real? You touch it. You're like a lighter. <laughs> Put your hand through the the fire. It's fine. Wait, last time I did this, it hurt. No, you're my daughter. What are you going to do? I have a trusting nature. He puts his hand through the fire. Oh, it didn't hurt. Exactly. I learned my lesson, which is that my previous lesson was fake. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. That's really trusting of you to do, especially someone with a burned hand. I would never burn someone else's hand. (laughs) Right on. I knew it. I knew I was right to be proud of you. You found all these friends. We're such solitary creatures, but you found... You found this, l- this cool little found family of stressful guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Are, do they stress you out, too? They used to. Now I'm pretty used to it, and I think I stress them out as much. You're a little stressful, too. Yeah, I got a little worked up. And also, like, when you start caring about, you know, specific sort of um, things that are happening in the world. For it sure. Gets, It'll get you it every time. You. That's why you don't do you it. You get really caught up in it. And you start to be like, well, then what? if this happens, then this will happen. And then it's just, a, it's exhausting. No, it's better to just wake up every day in a new place where you don't know anyone and they don't know you. So if you fucked up earlier, you're not in trouble anymore. Yeah, but it's also been kind of interesting learning how to like, I mean, I'm not that good at it, but trying to like not fuck up. And they continue talking and sort of debating, you know, passively debating the merits of community versus individualism versus living off the grid versus on the grid versus consequence to a consequence-free hippy-dippy lifestyle. And they talk uh, all through the night, although Al keeps nodding off for uh, hours at a time and coming to and sort of needing to be reacquainted with the situation. (laughs) What's going on as um, you guys drive all through the night. It's dawn now. You've driven all through the night without incident, save for conversation. But now, the van comes to a crashing halt. (laughs) Al wakes up and looks around and says, Uh... We're either here or we're under arrest. (laughs) It's gonna be a hell of a day either way. (laughs) I hope we're here. Yeah. Yeah, I was I guess I should have been clear. I much prefer that we're here to being under arrest. Done it like four or five hundred times, do not recommend. Same. Albie wakes up and she's uh she's looking around and she tries to see what she can make out through the windshield. Oh yeah, you're looking out through the mastodon eyes? Those really only let in light. Uh I sort I had them fixed up so people couldn't see in to see what I was doing, which is my business and my business alone. Sure. Why don't we just step out? Uh, Albie looks around. Okay. okay. There's another hole next to the door. He puts his hand up to it and his wrist again begins spinning and spinning and spinning, creating a small tornado. He goes, all right, now to just spin it around. <laughs> Clicks. The van door opens. Ooh. You all step out of the van and take it in. Massive trees, bigger than you would have thought 
impossible by science stretch out from the ground. Clothing lines of hemp and rope stretch from tree to tree with laundry dangling down beneath them. You see enormous wooden tree houses built onto the sides of the trees themselves and carved into those very same trees. All around you, Sasquatches emerge from the undergrowth and the trees all around you. Many of them are undetectable until they appear just a few feet from you. Some big, some less big, but all big. You see a rainbow of different types of brown furs as they stumble into the clearing and look skyward into the tree canopy that seems to stretch up infinitely past heaven. Or is this heaven? Little barefoot Sasquatches run across thick tree branches, jumping from tree to tree. They never fall, no matter how recklessly they run. They know these trees. One nude Sasquatch swings on a thick vine past you. You see makeshift wooden stores carved into these great trees, ten times the size of what you and I would know as redwoods. Large Sasquatches pass bits of rope back and forth before shaking hands as if to say, rope is our money in this idyllic place known as, and then they seem to turn to you to say, The Woods Beyond the Woods! Ah, yes, quite the rude tale indeed. That was a Carly Minardo as Albie, Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, Joe Lepore as Bello, and Branson Reese as everything and everyone else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced and designed by Taylor Moore and edited by Casey Tony at Fortunate Horse, with additional sound design from Michael Gelfie, and is always under the gentle but unyielding gaze of our dark benefactors, Tyler Buttons and Sidney and Benjamin Paul. See you next time, weary traveler, when you most desire even more rude tales. Of That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>